0: friends, and welcome to your day, week, month, year reviews. I'm your host for the week, Troidal Power, and today I'm here to talk to you about the PlayStation VR. I've been playing with the PSVR for about a week now. I've played a couple more games than we've played since the uh, back in our day one review. I've also had a chance to try out uh, some different hardware, and I've moved the system and had to uh, disassemble it and hook it up again. Uh, So I want to start by talking about that hardware side of things. Um, Disassembling the system uh, wasn't too terrible. Like I said before, there's a lot of pieces involved with the PlayStation VR. But basically, I just followed the instruction manual backwards and took everything apart, put it back in the box that it came in more or less in the places that it started. Uh, One of the nice things about the PSVR setup process that I didn't mention last time is that each of the cables that you have to use are numbered. So as you're either disassembling it or then setting it back up, not only are the instructions really thorough, but there's numbers on the cables kind of indicating what order you should do things in, and there's even places where the cables have symbols on them to make sure that you're plugging them in the right way. So for instance, the headset actually has two HDMI cables running to it, and one of the HDMI cables has, like, a triangle and a circle, while the other has a square and a cross, matching the PlayStation buttons. But then the place you plug them in has those same buttons, so you kind of just are matching pieces together. Makes it so it's not actually that big of a deal to, to set the system up. It's still a lot of cables, and that actually brings me to one of the questions I got here. Uh, Tyler uh, at Jack's Cat Colt on Twitter asked about... Um, how well the system will hold up to either cats or kids. Uh, He says, I've heard you have a lot of cords attached to you. I would imagine my cats would be attracted to them. Um, That's a very fair concern. Uh, The system does have a ton of cables, so um, everything's pretty well designed, but essentially you're going to have running from your PlayStation to this box on the floor, an HDMI cable and a micro USB cable. And then that box also has a, uh, a power cable running right to it. So, this box has three cables running to it. And then, coming out of it, is this double HDMI cable. Uh, they're, they're hooked together. So, it's basically just one super fat cable that will run up to your headset. Uh, the way we've got it set up right now, that box is actually sitting on a shelf with the PlayStation. But for a situation where I know we're going to be playing for an extended period of time, I'll actually kind of stretch all those chords that run to it out so that I can put that box on the floor. That way it gives a little more length to the headset piece. Um, and then plugged into the headset, you'll have headphones of some sort. You can't just play with your TV speakers, but if you plug headphones into the headset itself, you get the, uh, the 3D sound feature, which is really worthwhile Uh, The system comes with a pair of earbuds that you can use for this, but we've actually got a pair of over-the-ear headphones we've been plugging in. And they don't quite plug into the headset itself. I kind of misspoke there. They actually plug into a box that's uh, maybe a foot and a half down the headset. Uh, This is the box that has the power cable, or or, I'm sorry, the power button for the PlayStation VR headset. It's also got a mute button and then volume up and down buttons and then that, uh, that port that you plug your headphones into. So all of that is to say... There are a lot of cords involved. This is not something you'd want to play with kids or pets running around. Partially because they're likely to trip on a cord, but you're just as likely to trip over a kid or a pet if you're playing a PSVR game that asks you to move around at all. And even though the PlayStation VR isn't a full room VR, meaning it's not really designed for you to move your character by walking around, you'll end up doing it. It's, It's pretty unavoidable that while playing games, you will kind of naturally take a step in a certain direction. Most games actually work with this really well up until the point that you walk out of where the camera can see you because at that point then obviously uh, the camera can't see you and the PSVR stops working. Um, I did want to actually point out that's one more piece of the the setup process is there is the PlayStation VR camera. I've got mine set up now so it's about a foot above uh, my height on the wall. That allows me to play really well both when I'm standing and when I'm sitting in a chair. Uh, so that's, that's the way I found to make it the most versatile is to have it about a foot above my head. Uh, and I've just got it stuck up on the wall up there. It's not going to move until next time we move our PSVR somewhere. Otherwise, it'll just stay there. The other hardware component that I wanted to talk about is there is a special controller that you can get to work with the PlayStation VR uh, called the AIM controller. Um, Now the Move controllers I got with the PSVR, they're they're controllers that you hold one in each hand, they have a ball on top of them that the PSVR can recognize. So the Move controllers are the ones you'll use in most VR games where you're interacting with the world um, using your hands. I think the only game we've really played so far where we didn't use the Move controllers was AstroBot. Uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission actually uses the the DualShock controller, the normal controller for the PlayStation, uh, but most games use those move controllers. Now, with the aim controller, uh, controller, the aim controller, controller, uh, what it is is a, a a piece of hardware that's kind of shaped like a a rifle is the idea. Um, so it is a uh, basically a plastic tube on top with a tube that comes uh, underneath to make um, a, a grip for each of your hands. What's nice about this is it feels like a really sturdy construction, and it's actually got pretty much all of the buttons from a DualShock controller on the AIM controller. So each of your thumbs is positioned over a stick, just like it would be on the uh, the regular PlayStation controller. And then your your back arm, it's my right hand, I'm right-handed, uh, has buttons around it. It's got the the X, circle, square, and triangle positioned around that thumbstick, so you can kind of really easily reach over and hit them. And then on the sides above the trigger, it's got an R1 button um, and then it's got the trigger itself, which kind of functions as R2. And then on your left hand, you've got the thumbstick with a options uh, and share button right above the thumbstick, the D-pad right below, and then two triggers on the front to act as L1 and L2. So basically you can use the aim controller to hit every button you'd be able to hit on a regular DualShock controller, but then it's also got one of those glowing globes sticking off the front of it, that the playstation camera is able to capture to translate into movement in playstation vr i've only used this with one game so far firewall zero hour which is a virtual reality first person shooter uh, where you're kind of working in a squad to um, go into buildings and accomplish tasks um, it's it's a pretty standard shooter game from what i've played so far um, but you're playing it in VR, uh, which actually I have to be honest, I haven't played a whole lot of this game yet because I was playing it when I was in the house entirely by myself. My dog wasn't even here. And, uh, the, the, the kind of intro mission that I was playing, I, I did the tutorial and then I did kind of the intro single player mission that it looks like you're supposed to do before you go do an actual online game. Cause this is a, a squad based shooter that you play online with friends, um, I did that intro mission and it's, it's nighttime and you're kind of creeping through this building and, and shooting at people and people are popping out and shooting at you. And I got to tell you, playing this, uh, by myself in a house where I didn't even have a dog to kind of keep watch was way too scary for me. Uh, so I, I didn't even finish that first mission before I had to take the headset off and kind of take a heavy sigh and, and deep breath. Um, because the VR is so immersive that it it can be kind of spooky and it I kept hearing sounds of like people creeping around a building and I knew it was in the game but since I knew I was in a house by myself it was a little unsettling. Uh my my dog is with me now so I think I'm actually going to give this shot or, I'm sorry give this game another shot now that I've got him here so that I know if there's like a real intruder, he'll bark. And if he's not barking, it's just a person in the game and not somebody I actually have to be worried is going to jump out and attack me. Uh, another game that we played, uh, we played the uh, VR Worlds Danger Ball. Um, this is another on that uh, VR Worlds disc that kind of gives you introductory experiences. Uh, what Danger Ball is, is it's basically like playing Pong. Uh, So you're bouncing a ball back and forth, except for it's in uh, 3D, so the ball can go up and down as well as left and right. Uh, And the paddle is your face. So you're moving around in the physical space to move uh, a little uh, paddle in VR and bounce this ball back and forth. So when the opponent uh, hits it at you, they're basically down the other side of a tunnel. The ball comes bouncing towards you, and you have to move your head into position and bounce it back. Uh, My wife and I both played this game. It's a ton of fun. It's real simple. It's really easy to grasp what's happening. And then it's just, it's super fun. And it's also one that you get a fair amount of motion in. Uh, You can build up a sweat playing this game because you're kind of squatting and lunging and stepping to get into position so that you can hit that ball back to your opponent. I'm really impressed by that VR Worlds demo disc. There's still one uh, game on there we haven't played called London Heist that I've heard is really, really good as well. Um, but all, all of the, uh, the little, oh, actually, there's two more because there's a luge one as well, I believe. Uh, but the three experiences we've done in there so far have all been really good. Uh, if you have a PlayStation VR and you somehow don't have VR Worlds, absolutely get it. It is a great way to kind of demo what the system can do. Uh, we also played a game called Sports Bar VR and one called Rec Room. These are kind of similar, so I'm going to talk about them together. Both of them are basically social environments where you can go in and play games with other people. So in Sports Bar VR, it's designed to look like a sports bar. Uh, we played pool in here, and we played uh, a game of um, Skee-Ball. Uh, it wasn't called Skee-Ball. It's like roll your ball up a hill at a target ball because I think Skee-Ball is a brand name. Um Pool worked pretty well. The controls were a little janky. It took a little bit of getting used to. But once we got a hang of things, it worked pretty well. Skiball, ball we could never get to work at all. I don't know if we just weren't moving correctly, but, but ski ball was a terrible experience. I know Sports Bar's got some other games in it as well. It's got darts. It's got shuffleboard. We just haven't had a chance to check those out yet. Uh, what's nice about Sports Bar and Rec Room both is that they are cross-platform. So if you know people who have other VR systems, you can actually get into those two games and play games with people who are using Oculus or the uh, the Vive as well, which is kind of nice. Um, Rec Room is more cartoony than Sports Bar. Uh, everybody's kind of like almost not Minecraft style, but, but kind of blocky, chunky, cartoony characters. They look like plastic toys. Uh, you can customize your own character, and then you can go out and do these activities. Well, there's a ton of them out there. Um, what's nice about Rec Room is that it allows for user-created content. So, we've only done a couple of activities so far, but they've been really well put together. Uh, I did a, a paintball game that made for a nice, like, first-person shooter in VR that was a lot less stressful than Firewall because it was all cartoony. Uh, and then we played, um... Uh, some escape rooms in VR, which are really kind of cool. What's nice about Rec Room is not only is it cross-platform with other VR systems, but you can actually play it just on a screen as well. You can download Rec Room right now on your PC. It's totally free. You can download it, make a character, and start playing in these weird user-created 3D environments. And what we did in there is we played some escape rooms, uh, my wife and I, with one of us on the computer and one of us in VR, and it worked really well. Uh, There's one user in particular named Griplet who has made multiple escape rooms, and they are awesome. They are these super cool, well-developed escape rooms where you go through and you solve puzzles. Uh, We've tried a couple of his rooms. Uh, We did one that was a genie-themed one that we actually couldn't get to work. There was it seemed like there was a piece missing. It could be that we just weren't solving the puzzle well, uh, but somebody random who joined our room actually looked up a video and they said that in the video they watched, that piece was just there and in ours that piece wasn't. So I think that one might've been broken, but then we did one that was uh, a, like a, a winter themed one. You were stuck at the South pole or something like that. And then we did one that was a sci-fi themed one where you were uh, in a spaceship and going planet to planet and, uh, discovering these weird little puzzles and using those puzzles to find coordinates to new planets to go to. And it was a ton of fun. I really, really enjoy the escape rooms that this guy's put together. Um, and in fact, we did one on stream um, over on my Twitch channel. So if you go to twitch.tv slash slash videos, I think you'll be able to find the, uh, the video on demand of the escape room that, that my wife and I did. And I think I might upload that to YouTube as well. Um, so if you look for me on YouTube, maybe you'll find it eventually. Maybe? Uh in any case, uh they're super cool little escape rooms. The only drawback to this is that it does seem like certain elements of the escape rooms will only work for a player who's using VR. If one of your players is on uh, a computer or just playing in, in 2D rather than in VR, there are certain elements that it seems like it doesn't allow them to interact with properly. They can still see everything and so they can help kind of think through the puzzles, but you may have to have at least one player in VR to manipulate certain objects in order to solve the puzzles. We also tried out a game called Ancient Amulator, uh which we downloaded a demo of. Uh, I tried this one out because it was an archery themed game and my wife really wanted to try something with archery in VR. Uh, she was hoping it was going to be like stationary shooting at targets type of uh, archery, whereas it's actually more of like a tower defense thing where you've got waves of enemies coming at you at certain points you have to defend. As an archery game, though, it worked pretty well. Um, you use your bow and arrow just like you think you would. You hold your two move controllers up. You notch an arrow by pulling the trigger. You pull your right hand back, and then you let go of the trigger to shoot the arrow off. Uh, It feels really good. One of the nice conceits of this game is that you can teleport to different uh, stations throughout the arena that you're defending to give you better angles on different enemies that you're attacking. Uh, It's got kind of cartoony graphics, um, but they work well enough for what it is. Um, and it looks like it's got different character classes as well. The, uh, the demo that we downloaded has a mage character who instead of shooting bows and arrows has a way of throwing spells, it looks like, and I think there's a couple of other characters in the full game as well. It's definitely one we want to keep an eye on. I think it could be a lot of fun as a uh, pretty easy-to-get-into game because the controls are just really intuitive. I also played a game called Just-In-Time Incorporated. Uh, this is one that I saw pitched online as kind of like super hot. and it is in a way, I guess. Uh, basically, the conceit of this game is that you are working for an insurance company who has an agreement with their clients to show up at the moment of their client's death and save them. And The way you do this is with a pair of gloves that you're wearing that allow you to move 10 times faster than everything else. So the very first mission that you do in this one basically has a guy who's about to get mugged in a nightclub, and you show up and watch the mugger start running towards him in slow motion, and you can go and grab a bottle and throw it at the mugger's head in order to uh, save the guy. Uh, You then have to protect a president... Uh, by stopping an assassin, you can actually catch bullets in this game and throw them back at people. Uh, There's one where you have to protect people who are falling out of a building by picking up uh, like inflatable trampolines and putting them under them as they fall. It's pretty fun. Uh, The only thing that I dislike about this game is it uses uh, teleport controls, meaning you point your controller in a direction and you kind of zap yourself there rather than walking around. And I'd really prefer it if I was able to um, make my character walk rather than teleport. I I know it's a a common thing in the VR games to use that teleport feature, but in this one, for some reason, it just didn't feel quite right to me. Other than that, the gameplay is a lot of fun. Uh, It can get really challenging. We played a mission where we had to help a bunch of soldiers across a bridge as they were getting fired on. There was like seven or eight enemy soldiers we had to, to, uh, prevent from shooting our guys. And then a helicopter that started shooting rockets and it was really cool because the way you dealt with the helicopter is you grabbed a rocket and turned it around back at the helicopter so that the rocket flew back and hit it. It's really fun. It's it's a very fun game. It's definitely a little more lighthearted and silly than Super Hot is, and that makes it uh, a little easier for people to play who might otherwise be uh, kind of taken out of Super Hot by how intense that game can be. In other words, my wife was able to actually play this one, whereas Super Hot was way too intense for her to deal with. Another one my wife and I both tried was a game called Ultra Wings. This is a flight simulator uh, with kind of a cartoony aesthetic. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Pilot Wings from the old Nintendo 64, just in terms of the um, artistic style. Uh, I've only done like basically the tutorial stuff so far, but I found it a lot of fun. You're flying a little airplane, and the first mission you just have to get off the ground, then you have to go through some targets, then you do some turning, and then eventually you have to land. The big complaint I have about this game right off the bat is that uh, it has a weird, restrictive um, comfort setting on by default. Basically, the default setting for this is that even though you're in a plane that has like a totally open cockpit, you can only see right in front of you and everything else is blacked out. And then as you turn your head, where you could see before gets blacked out and a new area becomes visible. I really hated this. It was awful. Uh, I figured out how to change that comfort setting so that I could actually see all around me, and that made it way easier for me to play. Uh, It also has a setting, though, for arcade versus simulator controls. From what I gather online, the simulator controls just means your plane can actually rotate, whereas uh, in the arcade world, it just basically will bank and not rotate. I put simulator on one time and nearly threw up, so I've left it on arcade since then. My wife tried this one, though, and it immediately gave her vertigo, just like she got playing uh, Wipeout. So if you suffer from vertigo, Ultra Wings might not be for you, uh, but I really liked it a lot, and I'm looking to play more of it. And finally, I played a game called To the Top. To the Top is a parkour simulator, basically. Uh, The basic mechanic of the game is that you're uh, able to move your hands to grab onto objects. Uh, So to climb up a wall, you just kind of do left trigger, right trigger, left trigger, right trigger, as you move your hands up and down, and you climb up the wall. You can also hold both triggers to grab onto something, and when you're grabbing on, you kind of charge up a jump, and then you let go, and you jump forward. Uh, And then the real trick to things comes in the fact that if you are repeatedly jumping, you build up speed. So the actual game is just trying to get through courses. I've literally done one level of this game so far. I did the tutorial stuff and then I got to level one and it was a a course where you had had a couple of large uh, orbs that you could grab onto to move forward a little bit. And then kind of a a patchwork of areas you could grab to kind of crawl across the ground. And then a corner you had to turn where there were a couple more orbs and then a slanted wall that you had to climb up. And then another, I think, patchwork area and then up another wall. Uh, I did it in 50 seconds. I got through all of that in 50 seconds the first time I tried the level and i saw that it gives uh like star rankings basically depending on your speed and in order to get three stars you had to do this in 11 seconds my first thought was there's no way there's no way i can possibly do this in 11 seconds but i decided to try to play the level again and again and again and this is why i haven't gone to the second level yet uh because i had to play this over and over and over again but eventually i got it in under 11 seconds i figured out how to kind of string jumps together to cut corners and to get up walls faster and ultimately was able to get through the course in 11 seconds, and it was so dang satisfying. This game has a weird uh, icon. It does not look engaging to me at all, but I think it is a great game. I am really excited to play more of it. I have no idea how much content there is into the top, but it's a ton of fun just to play and to, to figure out the path. This is a game where you really feel like you are getting better as you play it. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed this one. This is one I'm definitely excited to play more of. As far as games we've played before that we've spent more time on, uh, we have now successfully done the first surgery in Surgeon Simulator. Uh, my brother David actually was the one who was able to accomplish that. Uh, he took a couple tries at it and figured out how to uh, get all the organs out of the guy and get his replacement heart in so that we finished that first mission and are able to go on to the second. Uh, that game's still silly, it's still fun. It's a ton of fun to watch somebody new play that game. Um, seeing him get into it was really funny because he had a totally different approach than we did, uh, but with a lot of the same goofiness of just throwing s- s- removed body parts across the room. He also tried out Astrobot with us. Uh, we ended up finishing the first world of Astrobot Rescue Mission. I think there's five worlds in total, so we've still got a fair amount of game left. Uh, but it continues to just be awesome. It is such a fun experience. Uh, The the levels are really well-designed, they're really colorful and bright, and the music is fantastic, and it's just a fun game to play. Uh, We ended up doing a boss fight in it, actually, at the end of the first world, um, and my wife was able to beat that boss. It's basically like King Kong is climbing up the side of the building. He tries to chomp down on you. You have to get your little astrobot over there to punch his teeth out. Um, We got a grappling hook attachment in the game, which is super cool. You actually shoot it out by flicking up on the trackpad of the Dual Shock. It's just a really well-made game. It's a good use of VR as a platform, but it's also doing really cool things with how it uses the DualShock controller as well. I, I really like AstroBot. I'm, I know I'm not breaking any grounds by saying AstroBot is a great game, but hey, y'all, AstroBot's a great game. If you don't have it yet and you have a PSVR, I don't understand what you're doing. Go get it. Um, oh, and one last thought. I forgot to put this in my notes, but uh, Tetris Effect. Tetris. Tetris. Is that what's called Tetris Effect? I think it's Tetris effect, uh, is a a VR Tetris game. They're doing a free demo weekend this weekend. So I actually played a little bit of that. Um, it's just Tetris. So if you don't like playing Tetris, this is not a game for you, but what makes, what makes this game really cool is that you are really absorbed in the Tetris when you play it. Uh, there's super cool visual effects that are happening all around and really cool musical effects too, where like, as you move the pieces, they're kind of part of the beat of the music that's happening and as you go further and further into each level the music builds and builds and builds it's it's really fun uh if you don't like tetris it would be terrible but if you like tetris it's it's a super fun version of tetris uh designed with vr in mind it can also be played just on a tv screen Um, and there's a free demo right now like as you're listening to this it's available go download it it's free give it a try it's fun it's tetris Uh, And with that, um, I think that's what I've got for for my week review of the PlayStation VR. I'm having a lot of fun with it still. Uh, I am finding it easier to play when there's other people around because otherwise being that immersed in something where I can't look around is kind of creepy. Setup is not too terribly bad unless you have kids and pets walking around, in which case it might potentially be an issue for you. But overall, it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying the PlayStation VR. I'm really glad that we got it. Uh, I'm still glad we got it at the price point we got it at. I think if I had spent the full value on this, that for, for me personally, that would have been a little bit uh, of a tough purchase, but getting it at a, a discount if you can find one is absolutely worthwhile. And even if you can't find one, I mean, if you've used any VR and you know you like it, this is not bad. I did want to clarify, I am using just a regular PlayStation 4. I know with the PlayStation 4 Pro, you get an even better experience with the PlayStation VR. But I haven't had complaints about performance side of things just using the regular PlayStation. So if you've got a PlayStation 4 out there and you want to try out that VR experience, I would definitely keep an eye out for for a PlayStation 4 VR bundle because I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, And I did want to give one last shout out here. Uh, to to Tyler from uh, the Too Young for This Hit podcast. He's also part of the We Can Make This Work probably network. He's the brains of the We Can Make This Work probably network. Because you know what? I finally have a sign off now for uh, my episodes of your day. day blah, blah, blah. I finally have a sign off now for my episodes of your day, week, month, year review. So until I've got another game to talk to you about, this has been Troidal Power powering off. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content.